what's going, Nick fans? Salute here to return to the Knicks podcast here on the BX Sports Jedi Network. Happy Saturday afternoon, a beautiful Saturday in March. I am BX Sports Jedi Kev. Of course, I wanted to make a video on the return of the Knicks. As you look at the thumbnail, we're going to talk about Julius Randle. It's going to be Julius Randle-centric podcast here. Um, TikTok, is Julius Randle imploding the Knicks playoff run or their team chemistry? There's a lot of back and forth with Julius Randle. I'm going to give you my opinion, my take. Again, you don't have to agree with me. This is what makes us all special makes us all an individual that makes you that what makes me be exposed jedi because we all have different of opinion different point of views different outtakes different watch now let's start off with the most recent outburst for julius randall it was against the, right here in my backyard in the against the orlando magics um with emmanuel quickly now this did not look really good this looked terrible to be honest with you it was it was atrocious of course julius randall being restrained not trying to pick up a technical foul the knicks are struggling you know they come out losing a couple games in a row we all know the narrative we know and of course you see where manu quickly and manu quickly is only a second year player folks he's acting like the grown-up here i understand julius randall he plays with a lot of physicality he is a strong six foot nine 220 plus pound power forward who is a bull who was getting mauled underneath the basket. I'm a go I'm going to give Julius Randle a lot of flowers here in this moment. He was getting butchered underneath the basket, getting hit by Wendell. Of course, remember, a year ago, game number two of the NBA season, in Orlando, when I was there in person, Wendell Carter Jr. and Julius Randle has a history of being over physical, of almost getting into confrontation. There's a history there. The game against Orlando, there was they were chippy. They were nudging and hitting Julius Randle. And and they were really butchering him down low. He was not getting the calls. Now, Julius Randle in his mindset, I'm trying, I'm trying to look at all different type of, of all different type of angles. Again, I want to say this is my opinion, my thoughts here. And and Julius is saying, I am a two-time all-star. I made the all-star team. I'm having look at his numbers that he's putting up. He is putting up some great numbers um, um, statistically for the Knickerbockers here. I'm not getting these calls. When meanwhile, Giannis Antetokounmpo steps on the court, he does a Euro step, he's getting called fouls for guys for less offense. Just people looking at him, they're calling fouls. You're seeing the beard, James Harden, they had to change the rules because they, they, you know, they were getting, they were hunting for fouls. There's a lot of foul hunters in the NBA. And there's guys that are getting mauled. They're getting butchered night in, night out after game. This is 70-plus games already in the bag for Randall. Randall, and he's getting physically beat up. Give me some calls. Give me a break here. Call me something. I understand where Julius Randall's frustration comes from. From, you know, he is out there. And and also, this is going to come down later down the road. I want to, on the video when we get to it as well, he has played every single NBA game this season. He doesn't take load management off. He is Mr. Durable for his franchise. And when he doesn't get a call by these officials, and first and foremost, and there's no one to blame because I think everyone in this in this party has blame except for Emmanuel quickly. I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to defend quickly to a degree. I don't think quickly has any fault at at this here. 
for for trying it in this instant. I want to get to the point where the officials, if you guys were so anemic and so putrid and so blatantly garbage, because you are garbage officiating from from the Minnesota game to the Dallas to the to the Dallas game with the Golden State Warriors, from the Miami Heat game and this Orlando Magic game, it boils down. In some people, these are professionals. Yes, they're high stakes career. And if you guys are not going to enforce the, the NBA rules or you're going to be selective from, oh, well, star players or ultra superstar players get certain treatment and Lulipusians or guys that ah, he's not at that level to get those calls, there's an issue. There's a problem. And this is the problem that's going to happen. Guys are going to get frustrated, aggravated. It's going to get to the point, and I hope not, where one of these NBA players is going to deck a referee. It's going to get to the point. I think we're going to get, I think we're at that press with this. I don't think, hopefully it's not Julius Randle. Hopefully he's not a Nick player. Um, there's going to be an NBA player is going to lose it and it's going to go ham on a referee. They're going to punch him. They're going to elbow. Something's going to happen to an official. I hate to say it. I'm not advocating for it because that's not the right thing. I don't watch sports to see. If I want to watch physical violence in sports, I go watch MMA when we cover it on this channel. I go watch someone throws elbows. I'll, I'll watch John Jones. I'll watch anything. You know, every week UFC gives us um, combat sports. I'll go watch that. I want to watch basketball. And, and my thoughts here, the officials, where is the commissioner? Is he too, too busy sticking his head up, you know, social issues, asses, and not being paying attention to his league where these officials are horrible, horrible. Hold accountable. That two-minute report is full. There should be no... That two-minute report in the NBA that throws out, puts out every week, it shouldn't be that packed. It shouldn't be that full. Hold them accountable. I understand you got an, an influx of young referees in the league. I understand that. Kudos. You're, you're taking some of these old officials who can't keep up and run up and down with the speed of the game, and you're bringing some young officiating. But also, you got to know... You got to hold these officials accountable for some reason. Now, back to the, and, and it starts with that right there, with the league and the officiating. Horatious, atrocious, bringing that frustration. Because remember, these athletes, they're trying to perform. They're trying to meet expectation. They're trying to, they have a lot of, they have a lot of mental and, and, and um, responsibilities on their shoulders, especially with a social media aspect. When a, a player goes on social media and all he sees his name trending for the most hative, vicious um, commentaries. You listen, I know I say, you know, sticks and stones don't break my bones. But you know what? Words do hurt. Some of these officials, some of these are players, when they see the words, when they say they're terrible, they're trash, whatever, comparing them to, to false narrative that they're not, it, can't, it, it will sting. It will bother. I didn't say turn the other cheek. You're professionals. You know, you should learn how to deal with it. But when you see that over and over from all the different social media aspects, it does bother. Or when your family members see that, you might be the professional. You might be the professional. You might be the one, you know, that could block it out. But do your wife can't? Can your wife can't? Can your, your mother? Can your cousin? Can your brother? Your sister? Can they block that off? They're not trained. Remember, they're not the trained ones to 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 block off the negativity that we have fans. Um, and I'm, and I'm going to put myself in that hat. I have been terrible and i have gone against and have and i've had roasted professional athletes myself 
And you see that in the social media, when especially when you're a high profile player for a high city and your name is trending and you look at it, something negative. It does boil down to again. I'm and, and this is not being a Julius Randle def, um, defender or apologist or his advocate because I am going to roast him too. I'm giving you both sides I'm, from my opinion, from my thoughts and my opinion, the way I'm feeling, the way I'm sitting here at this moment. And I waited a couple of days for a letter fester instead of coming out with raw emotion and venom, just trying to be. A, and, and I might be wrong. And, and of course, this is my take and my opinion again. And I thank you, Steve, for for joining me here. And all the different people listening and watching along with us. Um, but if you're Julius Randle, I understand. Maybe he's venting because his family members receiving the phone calls from mama. You Julius, why are you this and this and that? Why do they keep saying this about you? And that gets that. You know what? When you're when you want to disconnect away from basketball, from all the politics and all the minutia, you want to just. Have a meal with your families, but they're going to keep up bringing. Oh, they said that you this and this and that. It gets to some of these athletes. Think about that. Let's put us sometimes in our shoes. Let's put ourselves in those shoes of those athletes. I mean, my goodness, the, the you know, it's some it's some of these folks here on some of these content creators. They get a they get a couple of thumbs down. They want to they want to threaten people, and they want to go. They lose their minds because oh, I got a couple thumbs down. And you know what? Sometimes I have in the beginning I was one of those. I'm going to be honest with you. I used to get bothered if I saw, so what now? I don't, you know what? I don't care if you don't give me a thumbs down. So be it. I can't do nothing about it. Just don't, don't tune in. If you tune in again and you still don't like the program, you're, is it, it you know, shame on you. You know, I fooled you once, shame, shame, shame on me. Fool you twice, then shame on you. If you're not a fan of the program or, or the content or any other contents, if I go somewhere else that I don't like their shows, if I keep listening, that's on me. And, 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 and again, I'm going to bring it back down to the NBA game here. With these, with the, with Julius Randle, seeing all the negativity, he's he, you know, he has a young kid that doesn't understand. He has to explain to his young kid to Kaden. We see him, we see him come down there and, and and love his father, and and he wants to do showcase and be the best and win to show and and right now that young boy Julius Randle's his hero, and Julius Randle wants to wear that Superman cape. And take the team and win an NBA title. Do I? Do I? One minute, don't think Julius Randle wants to win an NBA title. I agree. I think Julius Randle wants to win an NBA title more than anything in this world. He's got, and it's not about the money because he already got paid. And he took less money to stay with the New York Knickerbockers. He wants to win an NBA title. I agree with it. I think everyone that plays the sport wants to win a title. Wants to win some type of form of a world championship and get paid at the same time. They won't have the cake they eat in two. Now, one thing that I can't, can't, cannot defend his actions towards Emmanuel quickly. I can't. I can't defend it. I'm trying. Julius, I am trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm trying to be giving you the, the idea that you love to win and you want to win and you want to win for the Knickerbockers. You want to win not just for New City of New York. You want to win for the Julius Randall, for the Randall legacy, for, for the Randall name. So like that, not only you win here in this town, your son would never have to buy a meal in New York City again. He would be beloved because your father bought that title to the Knicks. And I know that. I know you're leaving a legacy there for your children. But I cannot, I cannot defend what you did to Manu quickly on live television. Because, and I understand if there was the heat of the moment one time, you let it pass. That's not the first time you've done that to your teammates, my friend. 
You did that to, to Evan Fournier last year. Let's even let's not, let's not even go last year. Let's go back February, February 7th against the, against the Los Angeles Lakers in Los Angeles. The way you slapped the video coordinator's laptop. And because he's showing you, listen, I need you to rotate. I need you. You know what? We gave up a bucket here. We're trying to, they're trying to put you in a position to succeed, to feel, to, to win, to, to make a, a defensive play, rotate, or, or whatever the situation they were showing you on that laptop. You slapped that, your own assistant's coach laptop. Remember that. This is a history. This is a, a reoccurring history. This is the reoccurring issue. As you see at the thumbnail of the video, you being you got you you got last season you were restrained. Look at the way if you look at the the picture from Derrick Rose, his eyes were like holy crap, what is this? When you were going ham on Evan Fournier, and you and you had to be restrained. When is it? And I and I and as some people say, well, I don't think I don't think I don't think Julius Randle will ever hit quickly or never get to he'll never put his hands on him. How do you know? We do not. We do not know when someone snaps how we will react. No one. So heck, some of us ourselves don't even know how we'll react when we snap. We don't know what is this man's ticking point. When a man verbally and and again, it's not attacking Julius Randle. He can himself said he had a little bit of a mental, some mental issues that he has a coach and he wants to calm down and breathe and and ask for not just help. But he knows there's a little bit of an issue there. You know, he understands himself at times. How do we know that this man won't snap? I ask you. No one does. So would it would it would you be surprised if he would have put his hands on quickly? His own teammate? That had that that video coach that's just trying to tell him to help him get in a better position. It's not reprimanding or making him belittle because he's doing it in a timeout where the, the cameras are not even. The video, the audio is not even seen. He's just showing him a video footage. And he snapped. Evan Fournier trying to calm the buddy down, giving him a word of encouragement. Or would who know the hell what the hell he said? Because we don't also, I don't know. I'm gonna put myself on Julius Randall's side. I don't know what they told him. I know in the quickly when you read lips, he says, Don't put your fucking hands on me. Yeah, he used the F word. And I'm sorry, I apologize for the F word, but he says that. And quickly he's just say, Oh, I'm just trying to help you to get no technical. That's what he's trying to do. Come on, we you Manuel quickly recognized how important Julius Randle is to this team. And let's face it, this team needs Julius Randle if they're going to achieve anything in this postseason and move forward. If Julius Randle is not there for the team and is not prepared and is not ready, this team is not going to go far. They're going to be put all the all the limits, all the ceilings that all you podcasters put on the Knicks. Oh, they're only going to the second round. They're only going to win the first round. This is why in the, in this channel we don't limit the Knicks. We are hashtag. No limit Knicks. I don't limit this team because when this team is on, on its own, when this team is on fire, when this team plays together as a, ta as a, ta as a talented group, play together, one, knows their roles, play and shut their mouths, their ceiling is high. They could beat anyone on this team on the, on the NBA level. You've seen it. They swept, they swept the Nuggets. Okay? They went to Denver and won. They have been the 76ers. They have been the, the Dallas they have been the, the top of the tops on the NBA when they're together as a group. But when they have this discontent and this this malice, this stupidity, because it, it is it is a stupidity or, or a lapse of mental concentration, they look like the way they look against the Magics and, and, the, and the Heat. And that's why I say don't limit this team. 
Randall is in a very important. Don't get me wrong. Julius Randall is a very important team part of this puzzle in this 2023 postseason coming up. He is a very important. But I can't have Randall with these outbursts. Remember, we had the freaking president. Uh, well, actually, the, uh, whatever whatever Worldwide West's role is, remember against the Brooklyn Nets a year ago? They had to come on the court and drag Julius Randle off the court. When 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 a front office executive has to grab him and, and along with, with Toppin and Johnny Bryant, pull him off the court because he was going after official. I understand when you don't get the call. Now, he loses his control, his composure. Where, again, where in the world is the head coach at? This is where the advocate, the shield, the number one guy there that's supposed to have the players back, the head coach, Tom Thibodeau. If you, and I understand, you have to jump in and you have to pick up technicals. You have to become a, a buffer between officials and star player. And get in there and defend his rear end. Go in there, take those, take those conversations with the officials. Get heated, get demonstrative, pick up a technical foul. You know what? Then you go behind closed doors to your to your front office, to your owner. Listen, I have to, I have to protect my star player. You know what? I don't make much money here. Can you pick up this foul? I'm pretty sure if you talk to Dolan on that, Dolan will pick up and, and pick up those ten thousand dollars for those fines. I'm pretty sure. You're protecting your star player. You need him on the floor. Also, one thing they have failed to do is sit down Julius Randle and have a conversation. Now it's too late. You only got seven games left in the season. You're not going to sit. You're not going to put. You're not going to bench Julius Randle here. You, there's no way you you bench Randle here with, with with the state. I don't care if it's going to if you're playing. Even, I don't care if you're playing the AAU basketball team. You don't sit Julius Randle here. You play him. But right now, at the end, I tell you one thing. Depending, of course, but depending what the outcome is of the regular season, guys, you're going to have to have the real hard look, hard look and talk with your organization. What we're going to do with Judas Randall, because you might have to take a step back to take leaps forward. Look, one thing great about Julius Randall, he plays every freaking game. And, and by the way, I, I mentioned that earlier in the video. If he plays all 82 games, he has a he has a, a bonus, a roster bonus coming to him. He's going to make some money. If he plays all 82 games, great. You know what? One thing, listen, when Julius Randle, if with and when Julius Randle is no longer Nick, we're gonna we're gonna long the days of having a power forward play every 82 games. Look at look at look at the Pelicans. And I'm the biggest one. I'm the you could say I have I have pom-poms and cheerleading the way for I want Zion. I want it, and I still wanted Zion Williamson on this team. He this kid can't even get stay healthy on the floor. And I'm totally wrong. And I'm the first one to admit it. Randall plays every 82 games, like it or not, frustrating or not. And I and I and I'm and, and yeah, I'm making points that's gonna look bad for myself. Randall plays every game. Zion Williamson doesn't. And I wanted Zion Williamson, and I still wanted Zion Williamson. Randall plays every game. He's out there. But let I ask you guys, does his antics or his loss of control? At times, it, it it is it is it really healthy for the Knicks, for an Emmanuel quickly, for a Miles McBride, for a Quentin Grimes. Uh, let's talk about R.J. Barrett. And everyone wants to blame R.J. Barrett for why Randall is going. Oh, if R.J. Barrett will play better, 
if he were to live up to his his being the third pick and taking over Randall doesn't need to go through these outbursts and maybe he's feeling the pressure you know what there might be some truth to that I'm gonna give you that there might be some truth to that but did you ever thought about maybe Barrett doesn't want to overshadow Randall because this is the this is the reason why um case in point and I don't and, and I understand he already because RJ was getting better and better until he got paid this year and I understand his finger injuries and stuff happens and and it's and everyone wants to now Barrett becomes the whipping boy here you know for this season when if things go wrong it's going to be Barrett who's going to get the whipping torches where and I'm not saying it's Julius Randle's fault either maybe we should talk about the player development of the head coach where's the player development where's the rules you know maybe there is something said that Cam Reddish maybe there's some truth for Cam Reddish said politicking and listen Reddish I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna tell you again those that know me from the return to the Knicks know that I love Cam Reddish as well and you know what I can you say I'm part of the Cam Reddish high maybe but you know what he wasn't gonna make it in New York let's be totally honest he wasn't gonna make it in New York he had his opportunities he blew it himself he looked himself in the mirror regardless politicking or not I understand his room his margin for error was short we could go around in circles Reddish did it to himself as well he didn't he didn't do any favors for himself when he had the limited opportunities that's let's just go with that let's agree to disagree or agree to agree whatever you want to call it my point is here with maybe there is some truth to that from Cam Reddish with the little politicking here because the minute he smacked that laptop off the coach that's your heck. That's a coach. That's your that's your fraternity. That's your guys in there that you protecting that you bought on to say, you know what? You're going to be my eyes when I'm not here. You're going to be extension of me on my coaching tree. And you did not say anything or do anything, reprimand anything when Julius or fine when he smacked the, uh, on national television. against the Lakers, a high profile against the two biggest largest markets in the NBA. He smacked that video, that, that, that laptop, nothing. Who got it was quite, you know, <laughs> Guys, there's something problem here. You're 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 allowing you're enabling this kind of behavior. And of course, I'm not saying get rid of him or bench him. No, a fine. Maybe maybe Tom Thibodeau and Co and and the and the front office did have a have a conversation and sat down with Julius Randle behind our closed doors. And we don't have to know about it. Be honest with you, they have to tell us nothing. Who got? But then it makes you wonder why is he continue behaving like this? You know, being so angry to the point where not even his own teammates could calm him down. I understand if he's mad at the officials. I get it. Again, getting mauled under the basket is not fun. Getting hit. These guys are world-class athletes. 200-pound athletes going at full speed ahead. The NBA game is fast. It's, it's quick. I can't even imagine how fast it is. I can't even glimpse being in there and taking the punishment. From these guys i can't imagine I, 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 I could imagine it hurts you're bruised you're traveling you're flying you're moving around i understand your body's nicked up out of up and down the court i get it i get his frustration but you can't quick you can't lash it out on just on quickly your teammates your head your, your assistant coach you can't don't forget about it this is the guy again who, who turned everyone off last season when he thumbs down the whole city when they were cheering he thumbs down remember that 
where we want him out of here. This is not a first, second time that it happens. This is multiple. We're looking about almost five to six different occasions with his outbursts. That's what bothers here. This is what makes you wondering, is this Adam Bomb going to blow out? What are we waiting for? For him to really choke out one of his teammates? We don't want that. Randall, show us that you're under composure. Issue a statement. Issue an apology to his teammates. He need, it, 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 you know, at least just to for face value for the final seven games. No, I'm one all in one, one and all. You know, I, I, and and listen, this is not, and you see that quickly, I've, I've, and of course, those that listen to me and watch me, knows that I do all the watch alongs for the Knicks game, and I watch more, all 82 games, and I'm up and down watching it myself and Chef Dan. We do watch these games, and I've told you quickly. And Randall quickly doesn't back down from, from Julius Randall. He doesn't get intimidated. Maybe that's what Randall wants, someone to be intimidated. Remember, listen. If you want someone to cater to you only, guess what's going to happen? We're going to have the Atlanta Hawks series again. That's why Brunt, bringing Brunson in a veteran and Randall's not going to challenge Brunson because his dad is the assistant coach. His dad, his dad is assistant coach. Thibodeau. They brought him over here. This kid is born and raised in this mixed system, pretty much. You see Julius defer to him. Listen to your point guard. This is the, all we want at the end of the day as Nick fans, we want to cheer you, Randall. We want to cheer you. We want you to be the help us get this trophy and this freaking drought that we have in our organization for 50 plus years. We do we, we're tired of losing. We're tired of Come May, we'll have a, a three-game, nice little four games in the postseason. Oh, everyone talks. And then we, we're, we're back again uh, and wishing and wondering for the next superstar to be on launch. Leave that for Knicks Film School. They want to do all these trades and they want to do all the superstar nonsense. I want to watch you guys watch along here. I want to watch along and I want to see us go into the Eastern Conference Final, put no limits, go out there and bust our asses and try to get there to the NBA Finals and win a Larry O'Brien Trophy. I, 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 I want to win a title already. I do. And I'm pretty sure they want to win a title too. We all want to win a title. I don't want to talk about who we're going to get here or the unicorns or the fly, or, or, or the birds that give birth. I don't want to talk about preg pregnant birds. I want to talk about winning a title. I don't want to talk about the unicorn, the lockdex monster. No, I don't want to know who's going to come play. I want to know who we got on the court and how we're going to win with this team. How, what team, what, what's, what's, what plays we're going to call, who's going to hit the three, who's going to be hot. When are we going to feed when the, the, the hot hand? That's what I care about. I can't worry about things that are out of, not out of control and worry about picks and worry about, oh, if we if we get in the lottery, maybe this guy might shape up. You know, I, there's something we can't take. We can't control. And I understand you do that because you want you want ratings. You want you want people to listen to your podcast and you want to listen to other stuff. That's fine. God bless you guys for that. You can film school all you want. I don't care about the picks. I don't care about, you know, oh, if this conveys in turns. Yes, that, we'll worry about that when the time comes. Right now, we have a season in front of us. There's still games. There's seven games in front of us. We're holding on to the fifth seed. What can we do against the against the Rockets to go forward and win? Not worry about what, oh, if, if this picks, if, oh, oh if, we, if, if we lose and we fall behind the seventh seed and we go to the seventh seed and we don't win the play-in, our, our picks, and then we get the Dallas picks. Nonsense. Then we wasted 82 games for what? What do we wasted 82 games for? To go, 
hyper. No, no, we gonna, we want to play these 82 games to win. It's to win. Put our chance to win. Oh, well, I don't think the Knicks are going to win the world uh, when we get to the NBA finals. I don't limit my team. Let's not limit our team. Let's not limit. Let's not put words and put a ceiling on our Knicks team. But we have to hope hope that our coaching and everyone falls in line. And and listen, a, a, a kingdom that's in disorder is never going to go anywhere. This organization in this order doesn't go anywhere. And that's what's a little bit of concerning. And this is why I made the video because Julius Randle, his implosion is bringing this order to the locker room, not just the locker room, to what it looks like a, uh, a group of players that 10... 10 games, Danny. Let's go. Let's go back a few. Like, let's go back a week when they were winning. This is their second. This is a team that won two nine-game winning streaks. Two multi-game winning streaks. We see that the talent and the winning, and they win in different abilities. When they play, again, when that nine-game winning streak that they just finished concluding, they looked unbeatable. They looked like everyone knew their roles. That's why we so passionate and we're so. angry or whatever the words you want to put on why our team is not winning maybe some of us think the sky is falling listen we miami still has to beat us on wednesday and, and we're still ahead of game ahead of them the series is tied at 2-2 if they beat us wednesday i'm not looking at that way go beat miami and just take care of business you got the right first. You take care of the Rockets. You play the Rockets. The Rockets are going to come out hard and loose, and they're going to play with with house money. They know the Knicks are in a little bit of disarray. They're going to come out there and give their best shot. For them, this is their this is their NBA Finals, they're trying to make a, and put a dent on the New York Knickerbockers here. They're going to go up. They're going to come and they're going to get high up there. They know they smell that the Knicks are bleeding in the water, and they're looking to bite and and, and devour. A bleeding, uh, a wounded team that's look, licking their wounds here to close out. They're going to come out. Now it's going to show the Knicks' character and heart. But it would, let me be honest with you, is there a concern of what happened on in Orlando carrying over and lingering in that Rockets game? I, I'm a little bit concerned because especially in the first half or the first quarter, the Knicks come down by 10 to 17, anything from 10 to 20 points. I don't know if they're going to put the heart to show to fight back. I don't know. I'm going to be totally honest. The first time I'm going to say I'm concerned that they might not show the heart or the want to will or the one or the intestinal fortitude to want to fight back here against the Rockets. They might just say, you know what? Whatever. It's ending of the season. We just lost the Rockets. We'll still make the postseason and we'll, we'll turn the page. I hope not. I hope they don't take that complacent attitude. That's a, that's a worrisome for me. That's what worries me when it comes on um, Monday's game against the Rockets is that attitude. Could it be too much damage? It's like, you know, what are we going to get up for where we all know that Julius is going to act like a fool? Coach is not. They're going to turn a blind eye and I and I'm not going to, you know, I make a mistake. I don't close out or I don't box out on one play, which it happens. Coach is going to pull me anyway. I'm only going to play 12 minutes and I'm talking about topping. I'm going to play 12 minutes. I made I made one minor mistake on a basketball court, which everyone does. Everyone makes mistakes. No one plays a perfect basketball game on the floor. You get beat. You get beat for back cuts. You get beat, especially when you have a limited time. It gets magnifying. I'm out there running. You look at. You heard it from the starting center. I'm out here doing cardio. When you guys and and this is before Julius Randle's uppers. Remember that. You got the starting center coming out saying I'm I'm running up and down the court playing doing cardio. Nothing's featured towards me. They're starting to they're starting to leak out 
the warning signs are being leaked out in the social media by these players. I'm a little concerned. I'm going to be honest with you. First time in a long time. I don't, like I said, I don't like putting limits or restrictions on my team or putting a ceiling on them. My team, let them go as far as they, as their talent and their heart and desire and their calamity takes them. But I'm getting concerned when you start seeing that, not just multiple times from Mitchell Robinson. You saw the Cam Reddish. First, it started with Reddish politicking, putting that seed out there that there is some issues going on here. It's a little bit. And then you see the actions on the court. I'm asking you guys, are you concerned with it? I, I ask you guys, are you guys concerned with the Knicks here? I'm a little concerned. Listen, I don't think the sky is falling because this team fought too hard. There's too many talented players on this team. There's a hell of a coach who holds them accountable. They fight back. They fought back twice down by 19 against the Orlando Magics. They could have easily packed that in. They fought that game. They could have even won that game in the road. They fought hard. Just the fact that they show that heart tells me they're still engaged and they still fight for their head coach. They still fight for one another as a team. They still fight for the city of New York. But after a while, it's going to get to the point where they're like, you know what? I, I'm, let's just wait for you know what it's a long season let's I'm just gonna pack it in here let's get you know what I'm gonna have my summer vacation let the organization do what they gotta do and you know what I'll, I'll start with this in, in, in September when training camp starts and I hope we don't get to that point I hope the, the, the athletes don't check out uh, and, and because of certain attitudes or, or moods or mood swings or Lack of a turn of a blind eye when it comes to the Knickerbockers. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm totally wrong. I'm, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they go out there and beat the, you know, destroy the, the Rockets. Um, knowing the Knicks, this is going to be a, a, a three possession game. They'll probably win by two a two possession game here. Win by seven against the Rockets. Um, knowing them, making us a little bit uncomfortable. Knowing them, watching them for so many years. But a win is a win. I'll take a win right now. You know, and and hopefully they go out there and get a rocking chair chair game. We seen them when they went when they when they lead from wire to wire against this Rockets team. We don't know, we don't know what it is. Hopefully these few days they reset, they retool, they revamp themselves, they get um, all the right treatment. And of course, this team is not going. This team is going to go as far as Jalen Brunson takes them, guys. As long as Jalen Brunson takes them, um, right now a little concern. He's getting a lot of injuries, banged up injuries. Now his wrist, his ankle, his you know banging his knees. There's a lot, and and it kind of worries me when a six foot two guard like Jalen Brunson coming up a little lame, injured here late in the season. Randall's played every game. Of course, he has a he has a, again, he has a contract, a bonus in his contract. If he plays all the 82 games, he'll he's gonna reach it. Man, I, I big task. I didn't know I was gonna go live. Um, big task. I just did it. Just I'm random. Big task. Thank you for joining me. Big task. Sorry about that. I, I really don't do lives much like that, Big Task, but I just sat around festering about the Randall situation. And, and of course, um, I mentioned a little earlier um, with Julius Randall, but thanks, Big Task, for joining. Big Task, I hand one of our big guys always joining us here in the chat, along with Steve Felton and Brandon Schultz and every other ones that listen to us here. If you're listening to us on the audio platform, because it's being recorded and on YouTube and, and also will be part of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the different podcasts you listen to, um, we really appreciate you guys here listening to me and bent on the Julius Randall, the TikTok explosion of the Knicks playoff chances, or the team chemistry. So that is the theme of the podcast as we continue the conversation here as i continue to vent i continue to give you my thoughts here with the randall situation um 
So we have these last few games here before the postseason. I know everyone who wants the Knicks to set themselves up for fifth seed. Right now, I'm taking whatever comes. My, you know, right now I'm taking whatever we take. As long as we're prepared, we're ready to go. Everyone's healthy. Everyone gives them their best opportunities. Then again, I mentioned it before, and I'll say it again on this podcast. The Knicks, when they're healthy, when everyone plays their game, whenever it plays their roles, know their roles, and shut their mouths, like The Rock says, they could beat anyone. You've seen it. You've seen it. They have been. They have been the best of the best on the Western Conference as well as Eastern Conference. You know, we have been three games from the Celtics. We have been the 76ers. We have been the top of the creme of the creme. And if this team is right and everyone plays their role, rebound, defend, and, and not turn the ball over, this team is in position to win and always going to be in position to win. So it doesn't matter if they're going to play the sixth seed, fifth seed, fourth seed, even if they're in the seventh seed and have to play their playing. This team, if they're if this team is if they're right in their mindset, healthy, and with all those things I mentioned, they're going to be tough to beat. There's no there again. They're, again, hashtag no limit Knicks. And right now, I'm not going to be like I'm not here. To, I'm, the Knicks don't have the luxury to say I want this guy. I want to choose my opponent right now. They because they, they put themselves in that situation. They put themselves in that situation right now. You you deal with the help the da- the hand you were dealt with if you're the Knicks. It sucks. Yes, we were. There was times here when I said it on the watch along. My goodness, we're only two games out of third place. I actually dared was delusional enough to say possibly pick catching third place 76ers at that time. I didn't put any limits on the team. I didn't say, well, they're just going to go as far as four or five. They're not going to. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. I said, you know what? They're, they look at what's a reach. And they, they were their own worst enemies. You know, just think about that. But you know what? I'll tell you this much. If right this time and you said the Knicks had this amount of 40 plus wins last year, you guys would have signed up for it like myself. Said, you know what? I'll take the 40 plus wins. It sucked winning only 34 games last season. So they're improved from last year? Absolutely. Absolutely. We know that they're even better than what that record shows currently that the Knicks stand in. There's a lot of different games here. Lack of execution. Lack of, you know, whatever the case is. And that's how the breaks are. That's how the NBA, that's what makes us as a fan, that roller coaster of an NBA season, ups and downs, the euphoria of the greatness and the highs and lows of an NBA season. So what do you, let me ask this here. When it comes to the Knickerbockers here, we're just hoping Randall gets on the right page. The first two games of the NBA postseason Regardless, I said postseason and say it was playing or not, it's going to be huge for Julius Randle. I hope he comes out relaxed, calm, cool, not trying to overdo it, overwork. You know he's going to get hacked. Let me ask you this. If you're an opposing NBA team, would you hack a hack of Randle? Randle hits a hell of a good free throw shooter. Although Knicks lately has not been hitting a lot of good free throws, but... Would you go? Would you try to frustrate Randall by following him and sending him to the line early to see if he gets that technical? He has. Then he has to play within, you know, quiet within his means. Can't complain. Can and really get under his skin. See, you're giving something. You're what Randall has to realize. It doesn't look good for his own teammates. Fighting with his teammates, it doesn't look good. It also puts something on film for opposing teams to get under his skin, to bait him. 
to getting that technical foul and being a detriment to the team, especially when you have when and again, I want to go back on the coach. This is a foul on on, on Tom Thibodeau, and spe especially when you have not developed. You have not. I'll be honest with you. You have not. You have not developed Obi Toppin. So Randall goes out. The team looks like they're a chicken without a head because you failed as a head coach to develop Obi Toppin. Giving him only 10 minutes, 7 minutes. You look at his numbers log. And not playing him. And then when he makes a mistake, you're yanking him. You have a short hook. You're reaping now. You're, you're, you're sowing what you rep, reaped in Obi Toppin. And you can't blame the player. You blame. You have to blame your, yourself, your coaching staff. For what you have, re, have you sold into an Obi Toppin playing-wise. If, if oh he makes mistakes he doesn't defend the back court because you don't give him NBA time you don't allow him to make two mistakes three mistakes when you're winning you're too busy trying to pad up your regular season totals and playing too many vets here you're racking up a film where the kid the kid is out there now playing on skates he's afraid of making the mistakes he makes some mistakes he's right now putting his head down he knows oh well next whistle I'm out that's not a good way of playing that's not a good way of that's not a good mental situation not just him you're starting to see it a little bit um and kudos to the kid because the kid is showing he has moxie with quentin grimes grimes now back-to-back 20 plus points games for quentin grimes uh, yet again there's so lapsing times in the fourth quarter he's not playing it and i understand we all love josh hart we all love hart that was one of the best trades the knicks made in years it's similar to when they bought Derrick Rose, sparked the Knicks here. And what happened with Derrick Rose in that Atlantis Hawks series? He ran out of gas. He totally ran out of gas. And I'm thinking um, Josh Hart is starting to run out of gas here, similar to Derrick Rose. There's talent. There's greatness in those guys' players. I'm not saying the same player, but they're, they're in a similar parallel. Just um, listen, just um, follow me along here. They play that same spark plug, high energy, who brings in Thibodeau play too much roles in my opinion especially and of course they in we saw that postseason he had nothing against the hawks they bottled him josh hart is starting to show us that semblance remnants because he likes to and there's nothing wrong with playing with the veterans the veterans know what they're doing but you're here when you became when you when you took the knicks head coach here the knicks were putrid you're know, coming off of fitzdale you were here to develop a winning culture a winning program a winning this and that's part of that is developing players you had some great players in rj barrett who was the number three pick you then you started bringing in top end quickly so forth then grimes was put bought in here you saw potential you actually inserted him in the starting lineup you have to develop these players you got to make them fourth quarter i understand if you win you're here to win games and your result driven league and you you coaching for your life here because you almost got fired and get by the 23rd game of the season if that wasn't for that cavaliers game i think Thibodeau would have not been here if they would have lost that but my point is show that you're developing players here you know you gotta have confidence you gotta find you gotta find the next jimmy butler you gotta find you 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 pound you pound your chest on finding these players and developing them develop some players here for the knickerbockers here you're going, you're relying on Josh Hart, which is fine. I, I agree. We, you know, we, you, he's been a spark plug, but you have Quentin Grimes. Barrett regressed this season. You got to show us you're developing some of the young guys. You got Mitchell Robinson now complaining. And I know you like, and Harkenstein well deserved to play in that fourth quarter and play so far lately, but sometimes you don't take the temperature of your team. 
you you know it, it it frustrates us would you make us all happy no you're never going to make every fan base happy with the head coach or the manager or when it comes to any of the pro sports they're always looking to fire you looking to find another replacement think that the next guy is going to win listen heck joe torrey was criticized by the yankee fans and he won all those world series i get it but but coach when things starting to boil down the way it's boiled down from your rotation your minutes the minute police the Stuff on the floor with, with Randall, it all adds up. The, the social media posts, the, the comments in the post or in the newspapers from Cam Reddish, that's a lot of stuff starting to build up, and it's a little bit worrisome. It worries them. But you have seven games here. Again, if you, if and I say anyone, all Nick fans who wants to jump off the Knicks train, the train right now, we have a couple days off here before the train takes off. You get off the train. Seriously. If you're not going to be with this team, ride and die with the, with the adversity as well as the as the highlights, you could jump off the next train right now. The train is stopped for a moment until it starts gearing up back against the Houston Rockets. And we all jump on board on this train. And listen, I'm on this train. I'm a little worried with Judas Randall. Don't get me wrong. Again, I'm not. I wasn't a big fan of Randall. Not a big fan of Randall, but I, but he's my guy. He's the, he wears my uniform. He wears this team right here, the, the the beautiful Nick jersey. He puts it on. He puts the laundry that I root for, that I love, that I spend my hardworking money, my time, my passion for. He plays for them. He represents the Nick. I'm behind him, but doesn't mean I have to agree with his actions or his demeanor but i'm behind him and we want nothing but his success and we want him we, first of all we want him to be mentally happy and happy and i understand i don't want that's why i didn't rip him and say uh, and and totally and i and i started off the video saying i understand what he came from with all the frustration but then i say this is where i don't agree with you and we're behind you julius randall we're 100 percent behind you we, 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 at least myself, at least I'm going to talk about myself. I'm behind what you're going to do, what you're going to lead this team, help be part of this team. But a good leader, surround himself with great men. Surround yourself, open your doors, open your horizon and your thoughts to surround yourself with great teammates around you. Because those teammates are going to help you get to where you want to achieve, where everyone wants to achieve. What we want you to see you achieve is to win an NBA title. And I know you know that. I know you know that. I know that you, this is probably going to deaf ears, but probably never going to hear this. We know that you're going to win, but you got to let your teammates help you. And teammates, you have to support and and and, and help this player. When he gives an open pass, you got to shoot, make the right position. We know that you guys could play better than you are. And we know that. Because we wouldn't be spending our time, our finances, our resources to root for you guys. It, it's easy to jump on another bandwagon of a team who's always constantly winning. We're waiting and we know you guys are going to do it. We're just here waiting. And we are, And again, if you're, on, if you're not on the Knicks winning playoff or, or this bandwagon or on this train, don't jump on when the train takes the station for this postseason. That's all I got to say, guys. That's all I'm going to say. That's the way it is. That's the way it's going to be. Um, this is this is the way. Plain and simple. So, with that said, man, thank you guys. I wanted to give you my thoughts here on the Julius Randall situation, on my on my opinion. Um, 
is there room for Julius Randle to win? Absolutely. But it's on him. And we have to also keep in mind when we get when we have our venom in our fingers, when we write those words that attacks not just him, but also remember he's got family members that's gonna read these venoms of relatives and it kind of bothers I mean, it hurts words might not hurt the player but it will hurt his other family members so with that said guys thank you guys for this video the short video allowing me to come here on a saturday night don't forget nick's take on the rockets monday night we'll have the watch along i know we're gonna have the big task is he gonna be talking to them talking to the big task he'll be there we'll have steve we'll have all the greats in the chat up and down we are an honest participation program check us out on the live on the watch alongs if you have not if you only listen to us when we do the watch on the podcast watch us here on the watch along you can watch along interact give your frustration writes it there in the chat we go up we celebrate together and we lose together as a group as a as an orange and blue nation and don't forget also it is saturday and when we're recording this go out there call someone tell them you love them and of course We'll see you next time here on the BX Sports Jedi Network. Return of the Knicks podcast. I am BX Sports Jedi Kev. Thank you again. Don't forget, hit that like button. Share it. Leave a five-star review in your audio platform. It's on Apple, iHeart, Speaker, Spotify. We really appreciate it. We want to continue growing. And we'll see you next time here. Peace.